Hello and welcome to my new podcast, Stick to the Pod, where I'll be talking all things NIHL North 1. So, a little bit of an intro. I'm Jono, I'll be your host. I'll be here every week, hopefully, recording a review and a preview of the weekend's games. Hopefully, interacting with some of the fans. I'll give the email address out later on, and I will be on social media platforms. Uh, I'll try and get some guests on, players, owners, coaches, fans, officials. Let's just see where it goes. The main reason I set up this podcast is I just love talking hockey. Um, and I love interacting with people in around hockey. It would be great if you guys do send messages in, send emails in. Uh, and like I say, I'll give that information out at the end of the show. So let's get straight into things. The main news straight off the bat from the off-season was the Solway Sharks leaving the NHL North 1 and heading off into the National League. And other major news coming right from the start of the summer. Well, I think it was still springtime when it was announced that David Longstaff and Paul Matthews wouldn't be returning to the Whitley Warriors, so they had to find a new GM and a new head coach. And the management up there at the Ice Arena didn't waste time and brought in Tony Hand. So one British legend for another up at Whitley Bay. And I think that signalled that their intention was to go out and win the title this year, especially now with Solway leaving. It left that left the league wide, wide open. And I think this year it could be covered by three, four, maybe five teams who will be heading or challenging for the title this year. So let's get straight into that. Um, I didn't really know how to approach this first episode uh, since at the time of recording we are already a few games into the league season. But let's do a little bit of a preview. Um, Like I say, the Warriors had some changes. They brought in a new head coach. And he had a bit of a tough job to start off with, with players such as Phil Edgar and Dean Holland retiring. And a defenceman, Adam Wood, who also decided to be retiring. So with those three players retiring, three very influential players, Tony Hand had a bit of a job to fill those gaps, especially losing those amount of points up top in Edgar and Holland. Um, So who did he replace them with? Well, he's brought in Canadian defenceman Carl Powell. He's brought in Oliver King, Adam Robinson, Gary Simpson, who is a fine player and he'll do very, very well up at Whitley Bay and will become a fan favourite very quickly, I'm sure. And young netminder, Ryan Wardell from Billingham Stars, who was also on a two-way with the Bradford Bulldogs last season. So these new faces, new names, will be joining players, established players, such as Dean Bowater, who was sensational in the playoff final last year. One of the best netminder performances I have ever, ever seen at our level. Also returning for the Warriors, will be outstanding defenseman Harry Harley, import Rehard Grigors, and forwards Adam Finlinson and the ever-present Sean Kippen, who's been around for a long time and pretty sure will take the sea this season. So the question is, will the Warriors be title contenders this year? Um, In my opinion, yes. Um, That was the reason for bringing in Tony Hand. Um, No other reason other than they have to win the league. Um, Why else would you bring in a guy such as Tony Hand. My one standout issue for the Warriors is goal scoring. They've lost a lot of points in Phil Edgar and Dean Holland, and I'm not quite sure that has been replaced. So players such as Harry Harley, Adam Vinson, Callum Queenan, and Sean Kippen do need to step up, and they will have to score a lot of lot of goals for this Warriors side this year. I know they have Gary Simpson, who is a very very talented player, but I do believe he is 
on a two-way also with Paisley. So how often will they have him? Will they have him for the big games when they're going to places like Deeside and Blackburn playing the Billingham Stars? Because I think he's too big a player, too good a player to be missing those games for the Warriors. So that's probably it for the Warriors tonight. Um, they have played this weekend, so we'll get on to that in the next episode. So who's going to be challenging with the Warriors this year? And I'm going to say the D-Side Dragons. Now, the D-Side Dragons are a bit of an unknown quantity last year. Uh, they had well-documented issues with their arena through COVID and what it was used for during COVID, and they got the rink back, and then there was issues with the rink. So then they started the season late, and so they never really got a pre-season under the belt. They started the season on the road, playing a lot of games on the road, which is never easy for a team just coming back after a long spell, as we all did after COVID. But towards the end of last season, they started making a name for themselves. They brought, they signed big players. They signed Ross Kennedy and Andrew, Andrew McKinney, making a big statement last year. This year, they've done that again. They've brought them back, along with players like Jared Dickinson, who they signed last year. But this year, they've brought in another player from the National League and another player from the Telford Tigers in Brody Jessen, who they will hope will have a big impact coming down to this level and that's also adding to the import they already had in Peter Valusiak who they signed from the Blackburn Hawks last year so they do have a very powerful forward pack so I do expect to see a lot of goals from the D-side Dragons forward lines I know Jared Dickinson can play on defence I know Ross Kennedy can play at defence but with the Peter Valusiak, Andrew McKinney, Ross Kennedy, Brody Jessen, Jared Dickinson that is two very, very strong forward lines who will score plenty of goals at this level. And it's that very reason that I've got to make them a title challenger as well up there with the Whitley Warriors. And so who else will be joining the D-Side Dragons and the Whitley Warriors in a hunt for silverware this year and that league title? Well, it's got to be the Blackburn Hawks. Weren't really at the races last year. They tried a few things, a lot of young players on two-way two-way deals players who were young and hungry this year they went out made a statement signing signed Adam Barnes and well he should destroy this division he will light up this division and with forwards of Jacob Lukwich and young Shudra again that is a lot of goals in that forward line so I fully expect them to be scoring lots and lots of goals this year defensively not quite there, so it may cost them come towards the business end of the season. But I think Blackburn Hawks are going to be a team that are going to beat you 7-6, 8-7. Because that forward line is frightening to think of Jacob Lukwaj and Adam Barnes. Just them two alone. Um, a lot of speed in them two players. And will score plenty of goals for the Hawks this season. So who else is going to be up there challenging? Well, for me, only one more team. And that's the Billingham Stars. And they've not had too much of a change this off-season. Uh, just the one noticeable player who's left, and that's young Finn Braden, 35 goal scorer from last year, has moved on to Leeds Knights full-time. So I wish him all the best, and certainly a player to keep an eye out for the future, and certainly one that I'll be looking at to see how he does on a weekly basis. So the Billingham Stars, like I say, Finley Braden has left. So who's coming to replace him this year? Well, it is Canadian import and cousin of Stars Netminder, Tom Brown. Ian Brown, uh, he comes in. He's got the task of filling that spot that Finn Braden left behind. And it's no easy task. 35 goals is a 
big ask at this division. So that just shows the talent that young Finn had, scoring 35 goals as a 16, 17-year-old in this division last season. But that mantles over to Ian Brown now, so it'll be interesting to see how he fits in with the Stars and probably the only team who've got three imports this year in bringing back Rollins Grinthans and Patrick Grigors, who both will be playing on defence for the Stars this year. One other change that the Stars have made this year is Mark Turnbull, or Turnbull has come back to back up Tom Brown this year as young Jacob Hammond is going to be on a two-way and will be getting a lot of ice time playing for Billingham's new team, the Billingham Buccaneers, in Division 2. So Turnbull was brought back in to, to back up Tom so Jacob could get that valuable experience down with the Buccaneers. So mainly just the two changes for the Stars this year. And on to the next team who again I think they've probably had the most upheaval this year uh, and that was the Solio Barons a, fa- a fair few players have left them this year some noticeable names Marcus Maynard, Richard Slater two, two top players for the Solio Barons they've decided to call time on their careers and well they've gone on a spree and brought quite a few new faces in of the Solio Barons they've still got a stalwart there of Nicholas Hodgson who's been forever present in NIHL North one for as long as I can remember they have the Mulcahy brothers who are both very very talented players you have the Finnish import in, in Bifold didn't really see much of him last year I don't know if that was a work issue or injuries or anything like that um, but I did see his name pop up throughout the season sporadically um, but they've also brought in Daniel Haig from the Witness Wild and he's just one of eight new faces that the Solihull Barons will have this year I haven't put them down as a title contender this year. Probably a big mistake on my half. Um, but I'm just a bit unsure on some of the guys that they have brought in. Uh, they've come in from different leagues. Uh, I know there's a guy, a couple of guys in from the MPA Thunder. Uh, they've brought a couple of guys in from the Nottingham Lions. And I believe a couple of players are also from, from playing rec league. So I'm not quite sure what the Barons will be this year. Uh, I suppose only time will tell. And for just the reason of unknown, really, is, is probably the main reason why I haven't put them down as a title contender this year. But it, it is the Solihull Barons. It is a tough place to go and win. So it'd probably be foolish for, for me to, to actually write them off. So who will be challenging with the Barons for that fifth place space in the table this year, that mid-table spot? And it's going, well, it's going to be the Witness Wild. Um, I wasn't sure on them at all this this, this summer. Uh, I know they made, they made announcements quite early um, to get that roster out there, bringing that core players back. Um, they had lost a few players. I think Josh Reynolds, he's gone back to Billingham to play for the Buccaneers in the second division. Reese Edwards has gone to play for the Sol, um, the whole Seahawks. And as I mentioned, uh, Daniel Hayes has signed for the Solihull Barons this year. And up until recently, they hadn't really brought anyone in. Um, Joe Coulter, the head player coach there, has used his contacts from previous clubs. He's brought in some players from his original club, the Solway Sharks. He's brought in Carl Carruth and Owen Ray. He's got young 16-year-old Gregor Donaldson also coming down from Scotland. And he's also managed to raid all club Leeds Chiefs. I'm not quite sure. I can't remember if he was ever a knight. But Leeds Chiefs and brought in Harrison Walker, who will be huge for the Witness Wild when he can play because Harrison can certainly win games on his own at this level. So, who else will be in that mixed table, mid-table rather, mid-table fight with the Barons and the Wild? And it's going to be the Hull Jets. 
the new team to Division One. Um, they've got some serious, serious talented players and experienced players starting in goals. Zach Brown, more than capable, very capable netminder, a very good netminder for NIHL North One level. And adding to that experience of Zach Brown in goal, they have import Giban Boris Gieber, got newly announced captain Tom Braley, and that's just on defence. Forward lines, they've got the ever-presence of Mark Florence, got Richard Hager, who we know can score lots of goals at this level, and they've also got Scott Morris and Kieran Beach. And then you've got to throw in young forward Adam Yaseko, who's also a very talented youngster, and Ethan Dainith. So, again, they could probably pinch that fifth spot all being well, they could nick that fourth spot. I don't think they'll t- challenge for the title, but I think they're certainly going to raise a few highbrows, and I think they'll definitely, definitely be very difficult to beat on home ice. Travelling away from home in this division can be very, very difficult, as it proved, as it has proved for even the top teams in this division. So then that brings me to the two remaining teams, um, the last two teams, and I'm going to be a bit of a killjoy, and I ain't going to get into too much detail in regards to the Nottingham Lions and the Sheffield Scimitars. These two rosters, they do depend quite a lot on their junior academies, so their rosters can change quite a lot from night to night. Uh, a lot will depend on availability of the juniors. Uh, I know just off the top of my head, the Lions have a couple of standout players, Zachary Yokoyama for one, and I'm sure his name will come up night after night and many a times on this podcast uh, as he gets into the squabbles that he gets into and, and scores the highlight reel highlight real goals that he scores so we kind of have an outlook of a preview for the season uh, at the top four not in really any order Deeside, Blackburn, Whitley, Billingham Stars I think they're going to be the four main teams battling it out for, for silverware this year for a league title or for the league title uh, we've also got the cup game and the playoffs and we know anything can happen in one-off games for those competitions uh, for, for the mid-table the whole jet could spring a surprise get that fifth place maybe a bigger surprise and maybe finish higher but the Sully Hull Barons who I feel are going to be a bit of an unknown quantity and the Winness Wild who again an unknown quantity and got a lot of young talent coming down from Scotland so it'll be interesting to see how they fare this season so I think we'll bring this first episode to an end. Um, I can only apologise if it's a bit bitty or I sound nervous. Truthfully, I am. It's my first episode. Hopefully I can improve that as the episodes go along or as I get guests on and it's easier to bounce off somebody. Um, but I'm also open to ideas. Uh, I'm going to chuck my email address out there, stick to the pod at gmail.com. Uh, I'm going to be on Twitter. I'm going to be on it's a Facebook page. Hopefully I can get something set up on YouTube and I can put it on YouTube. So I'm open to ideas, I'm open to questions, uh, I'm open to topics topics of conversation. Um, and if you want to come on as well, don't be afraid to ask and we can see if we can sort something out and we'll get you on. And we can just chat about the, all things hockey really. I don't mind talking about stuff that happens in the hockey world, whether it's the NHL, the Elite League, the National League. But as a main, the NHL North One Morley Conference will be my main subject it will be my main point it's what i know best um a lot of you may know me uh, as a stars fan uh, i am going to be as impartial as i can possibly can uh, but please do remember i am a stars fan so those rose tins will be out every now and then so please don't hold it against me um but one thing i do know um it's going to be an exciting season i can hope i can bring you weekly roundups of what's going on previews and reviews and talk about other major su- subjects topics throughout the season as they happen 
Uh, and like I say, any ideas, any input, any suggestions to help me improve or to improve the podcast, please drop me an email or a message on the social media outlets and that'll be much appreciated. Thank you very much.